and welcome back to Perform Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's gone over to iTunes and left us a review and anyone who shared our podcast on social media. Our aim is to reach as many performers as possible, making the arts accessible to everyone by providing free information for performers. If you haven't already and you love our episodes, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or share us and tag us on social media at The Perform Journals to show your support. Thank you so much and let's get on with the episode. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about coming back in the industry after lockdown and what this means for performers. Before I carry on, um, I just want to say that at the end of this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about a project that I'm going to be doing um, that I would love for you to be involved in at the end of this show. But first, let's talk about the industry. So super exciting times. I'm seeing all the casting directories seem to be posting more and more with more auditions. Open audition websites seem to be coming back and putting up a few open calls. Um, There seems to be a lot more hustle and bustle on all the social media platforms that are performer-based orientated, um, whether it be groups, whether it be paiders. Um, Things just seem like they're really starting to get back, which is exciting. People are getting ready to go back to full force of the industry. Obviously, it won't be like completely back to normal straight away. Um, However, you know, things are starting to come back and it's looking really positive. And fingers crossed, very, very soon, the industry will be back up and running. So with that, as performers, we need to work out now what we can be doing now that is going to put us in good stead, ready for the next couple of months. We need to work out what we need to prepare for returning but we also need to work out what changes we need to be prepared for the industry is not going to look the same as it did when we started this lockdown there are going to be things that are massively different so let's talk about those changes that personally I think are going to be some of the biggest ones that we're going to be facing as performers like no one's put out these rules these are just my personal opinion of what I think is going to happen after we've had these last 12 months So I definitely think there's going to be more self-tape and showreel and virtual castings. Now, these have been huge over lockdown because there's been literally no other way. But I think casting directors have seen that actually it's a lot cheaper for them to watch people self-tape, to watch showreels, to watch virtual castings. Um you know, it's so much easier for them. They don't have to pay for an audition room. They don't have to pay the whole panel to be there for the whole day. They don't have to pay for transport and food and other expenses. It's not going to cost the performers anything to get to and from these auditions. Um, It's going to be a lot easier and it's going to save a lot of hassle. So I think something that we've got to be ready for is these castings, these castings online carrying on. So we've got to look at these castings carrying on, these self-tapes becoming more and more prominent in the industry because they're just so much easier than 
putting out open calls and getting everyone there and getting panels there and all that kind of thing. It's just a lot of work. So we're going to have to definitely be prepared for more self-tape things to continue going forward. I also think personally there is going to be a limit on audition numbers. So, you know, where you used to go to open calls and you'd see the queue and you'd be like number 837, (laughs) you know, coming out of the pandemic, I don't think that's going to be the same. So I think we need to prepare for the fact that there might be less open calls. You know, panto season is coming up very, very soon, you know, at the time they start auditioning their dancers and they'll have probably be getting their principal cast in the next month or so you know the big names securing those if they haven't already um but yeah coming up to summertime and september they're going to be casting all their dances and things and i think we just need to be prepared that there'll be a lot more closed calls so just agents submitting a few people or if they do do open calls it'll be like the first 60 people to register will get to go it's just going to be a very very different time but I think there's got to be a limit on numbers for a while because we can't have restricted seating and then have like thousands of people herding into auditions so um I think it's going to be different we'll see what happens with that no one's obviously said anything about that yet but I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to be a thing so I think we need to be very proactive in our approach in securing auditions but I'll talk more about that later on um another thing I think is going to be huge is the impact financially that the last year has had on on companies and and teams and it's just going to be very, very different. I think, especially with things like Panto, you know, they're going to want people that are local, you know, so they don't have to pay for the hotel and the travel and the food expenses and all those kind of thing. They are just want to pay them for the performing. You know, some people have been hit hard by this pandemic, um, performers included, but I think, you know, these big companies will have really suffered in this time. Um, so we've got to be understanding of that. So I think, with that we've got to be prepared for more rejection on an external level so it isn't necessarily your your talent it isn't necessarily you know how well you can do this piece of theatre it quite potentially could come down to who's got a local base who's going to be cheaper for us to be able to secure and to be able to make sure they're there every day so I think we've got to be prepared for that as well and the very last thing that I think is going to be a big change to the industry is you know when everything was running people were more focused on oh I'd like to do this in the industry or I'd like to do this now as we've said you know financially it's hit hard um I think people are not going to be I don't like the word picky because you know some people like we're not picky we just have things that we know will make us happier um than other contracts which is fair enough um but I think now people are going to start trying to go for more work any work that they can get their hands on you know and with that I'd like people to do what actually makes them happy as much as they can but I understand you know we've got to get them bills paid so at the same time you know if it's a job and you think you'd enjoy it go for it because at the minute it's going to be it's going to be tough so um whereas sometimes they'd have held out for certain types of jobs I think now is going to be a lot harder there's going to be more performers going for each job so 
that's something we've got to be aware of. So the big question is, what can we do? What can we do to make sure that we're the best version of ourselves that we can be when the industry returns? So what can we be doing right now that's going to put us in good stead? So first of all, updating casting directories. Like we have got no excuse for them not being up to date when we go back in the industry. You know, that goes for CVs as well. Um, CVs should be up to date with any new skills you've learned, especially over this time in lockdown. Like some people have been amazing bakers. Some people have um, learned to do like archery. Some people have learned to do pottery, like crazy, crazy skills. Um, so if you've learned anything new over that time, then whack it on the CV, get it on your casting directory, like update your stuff to give yourself as many strings to your bow. Apparently I say that in every episode, I apologize, but it's true. (laughs) Give yourself as many strings to your bow to move forward and to secure as many opportunities as you can, hopefully. I would say if you haven't already got showreels, try and get some footage together. It doesn't have to be a professional showreel, but just so that panels have got an idea of something. Casting directors can see something that you've done. Um, So it can be literally you self-taping yourself singing a song. Great, that's a singing reel for now. You know, um, do a monologue, you know, or bits of a script. Whatever you need to do, get it filmed. Get it filmed. And dance is a bit harder because we often need a lot of space, but I managed to hire a studio Um, it was like in between one of the lockdowns, it was like between lockdown one and two, I think, (laughs) um, where everything seemed to be fine for like a month in summer when all the kids were off and things are going back to a bit more of normality. I don't know. There was like a weird phase where it was like, just okay. (laughs) And then everything went chaos again. Um, so yeah, in that summer break, I managed to hire a studio and it was just me going in, set up my tripod, um, and then just just film myself doing some bits. So that was really helpful. It's still not where I want it and to the level I want it, but for now it'll it'll do. So just try and get something that shows your basic skills and what you can do off. Obviously your CV will say a lot more about the training you've had and things, um, but try and just get them to the best you can, but make sure you've got something so that you can at least be submitting yourself for work. Um, I'd say that's really, really, really important especially with the way things are going to go I think moving forward with the industry really try if you haven't got footage try and secure yourself some um get your training back up I think is a huge one I know myself you know in this time there's been like times where I've fluctuated and some weeks like I've done more I've gone through my rep more I found more songs um you know I've taken a ballet class I've taken a jazz class you know especially in the first lockdown I was I was on it with the classes because you know everyone was doing free classes online but then as the work started to slow up and as you know classes became not free anymore because rightly teachers needed to be paid um it became more difficult for me to take class so you know, I was doing all I could on YouTube, um, trying to take ballet classes on there, jazz classes. Um, I do a lot of Zumba, but that's just fitness fun, really. I mean, I work out every morning, but Zumba's just fun. <laughs> so I just do that as well because it's not the same as weights. But um, yeah, I just really enjoy it. So um, 
yeah, all the things like that. Just try and get your training back up to where it was. Sing through, try and get some lessons. Invest in yourself so other people can invest in you. You know, I know financially it's hard. Like I say, you know, I went to YouTube videos and things because, you know, the work's not coming in. So you can't afford to pay for these great classes. But um, just try and save up as much as you can so that you can invest in your training because that's ultimately investing in yourself and your business, which is you. Um, and then that enables other people to invest in you as well. So it's something that can be expensive, but try and find the best ways around it so you get the most out of your money, but equally so that you have invested in yourself so other people can can see that you're up to a, an amazing level. I talk about this all the time like I am so this is one of the things that they didn't teach me at college but like instinctively I've had to learn and it's something now that I bang on about because I'm like they should be teaching this in college um and that's to be proactive and write to people like I don't know why they didn't teach that in training because that is such a huge part of of this job and I don't know why it isn't, I don't know why it isn't talked about more often. It boggles me, but um, write to people, be proactive. And I think especially over the next few months, you know, we've got to make stuff happen for ourselves. You know, maybe they're not going to post the casting out to the entire world because of limited spaces or, you know, um, self-taping, just watching some self-tapes for people, um, just taking agents' picks. But if you want to be in with a chance of being seen by them, write to them. Um, I mean, I remember, I think it was last year or maybe the year before, no, it must have been the year before. Um, <clears throat> the year before last, I, I wrote to like 110 pantomime companies um that I thought were right for me I mean there's loads um it must have been about that amount like I'm talking like small touring primary school kind of ones to all the way up until like the the biggest pantomime companies that are national um at national level and I wrote to all of them um and research them and make sure I knew what I was talking about and I heard back from five um and at that time I just graduated and I didn't really have a lot of experience I had no footage to send off to them um and you know I'd been in a contract before that so I hadn't had time to submit early enough Um, But I heard back from five and unfortunately all those five had kind of got people already that they knew they wanted. Um, So I was a bit late on it that year. Um, But again, that's a learning experience. You know, I'd only just graduated two months before that happened. Um, But yeah, I just contacted them too late. I just didn't realise how early they cast those productions. So, um, but you know, I heard back from five and that's five more than... I would have done if I hadn't written to people and they saw my face and they kept my CV on file. Um, So it was really positive in the end because, you know, I at least heard back from a few, which is great. Um, 
And I know that doesn't sound like a very big number, but when you write to people, they won't have time to reply to everyone. You know, there was a lot of people who are proactive in their approach, so they won't have time to reply to everyone, but that doesn't mean they aren't looking through and putting you on their system so that when they're like, oh, we really need someone, who can we call? They can go back through the file and find someone and be like, ah, amazing, you know? So don't ever think that writing to someone is being pushy or... um, a bit much or just unappreciated because it's totally not you know um people love to know people um casting directors love to know up and coming talent they want to see the fresh faces um and if they can only put it out to so many people fair enough but at least if you've written to them it shows that you're passionate and you want to work with them and it just gives you more of a chance that they'll they'll message you back and say, oh, we're holding these small auditions. We're not putting it out to the world. But seeing as you've written to us, would you like to, to come along? Um, that's a great way of being proactive in this time. So write to as many people as you can. Casting directors love new talent, you know. Um, so just get yourself writing to them. And production companies as well, theatre companies, write as many as you can but make sure within that that they are things that you companies that you want to work for you've done your research about them you're not just sending the same blanket email to each person like customize it to them make sure you know why you want to work with them um all those kind of things when you're writing to people I know I've done stuff I'm writing to people but you know that is a great way to help secure yourself work in a time where there might not be that much Um, And the last thing at the minute that I think we really need to do is use all the tools that we have to our, um, can't think of the word, (laughs) use all the tools that we have access to, that was the word I was looking for, there we go, got there in the end, Um, use all the tools you have the access for, you know, we have social media, with a click of a button we can follow casting directors, we can message people, we can talk to people we can follow what's going on google huge can research every company going networking talk to other people find out what they're up to find out what maybe wasn't right for them but might be right for you tell people what wasn't right for you but might be right for them just help each other out and it will be genuinely one of the healthiest things to do to get the industry back up and running again like we face serious risk of people being very protective over the industry. Like, oh, this is like an audition I'm going for. I don't want anyone else to be there. This is my time. Um, but if we hold on to to things like that, it's um really going to be unhealthy and potentially destructive for us and for a lot of other people. You know, by genuinely celebrating other people's success we can go on, go on to have amazing success of their own. You never know when you're being authentic in someone's um, success and you're being really happy for them. You never know what could come from that. Never obviously do it just for that reason. Like obviously celebrate other people. Um, but you know, you never know what that may lead to. So be be genuine, be lovely, try and help others out and then they will help you, you know? And then we can all help each other in this little industry. And um It'll be lovely. <laughs> um, and a few things that are like not just performery, but uh, stuff in general that I think I'm going to be really careful of myself. Um, one is self-care. Like, 
before lockdown, I didn't realise how little I look at I looked after myself, how unscented, how unfocused I was, how blase I was. Um, and I think that's really been put into perspective for me over the last year. And now if I talk on a group chat and then someone rings me for a chat and then say I have a meeting about something that's coming up in the next couple of months um, and then I have a couple of people that I want to message back on social media um, and then I come down and then I want to talk to Lewis and things, I feel so socially exhausted because I've been like in this bubble where I've only been me and Lewis really for the last uh 18 months how long is it now I don't know where it's just been us two and really aside from that we've not really seen anyone um no it won't have been that long 12 months 12 months um but yeah like it's just been us two completely for so much of that so now when I speak to loads of people I get quite um I just feel really tired (laughs) I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go anywhere tomorrow. I don't want to do anything. Um, you know, because socially it's it's a whole, you know, huge debacle that I haven't had to deal with for a year. And it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. I love talking to people. And it's so lovely seeing people um, virtually still, obviously. But, you know, it's lovely but it can be quite tiring and I just think when I'm back and when I'm like teaching and filming and you know I'm going to be intimate mingling with these people at a safe distance um but it will still be very very draining I think socially so and also you know before lockdown because I was teaching and filming and doing whatever I could whenever I could I was so busy like six out of seven days a week I would work, like actually paid work. And then on the seventh day I would do all my other stuff. So like all of TPJ stuff, all the content, um, anything else I need to get done, laundry, you know. I had like no time for myself at all. And I think this last year has really put into perspective how helpful those little moments are. Those 15 minutes where you go and you have a walk or the hour where you sit and have a cup of tea outside and you meditate or you read. I've been really into my reading. I've read so many books in the last year, which before that I hadn't read a book for like five years. Um, And it's been just so lovely and I've just felt so much better. And after those little breaks I've actually been so much more productive than if I'd have just worked all the way through so um I think that that's something I'm gonna have to really watch myself with I'm gonna write myself self-care checklists being like am I making time for myself and before lockdown I didn't work out because that was my whole point of the story I got sidetracked but before (laughs) when I was so busy doing stuff I didn't work out at all and then over lockdown I've worked out four times a week definitely since December Christmas I've done that four times a week but before that I started doing bits and I was like oh my goodness like I've been doing stuff but not for me um and that hit me and then I started to build it up and build it up and then my new year's resolution was to take better care of my health and make sure that I was looking after myself more so that's why I now work out four times a week so and that I haven't stopped that and it's now 
mid-March. So that's really positive. Um, so yeah, four workouts a week. Um, so I'm going to keep doing that for myself, you know, having a really good morning routine where I work out, I shower, I have a bit of time to reflect or read or journal or all of those. <laughs> it's been it's been wonderful and I definitely need to keep that up when things go back to being busy again, which I'm so excited to be like busier again, but also busy, productive, not just busy driving myself into the floor. Um, so yeah, I'm happy about that. I'm excited for that, but that's definitely something I need to remind myself of. I need to keep developing these habits of, you know, this is what I do in the morning. You know, nothing sacrifices that. Um, I've kind of got into a good habit now of laying my clothes out the night before and setting up the room the night before. I'm making sure I've got water in the room ready so that in the morning it's just really easy to do. Um, so I think it will be a- easy to carry on with because of the way I've developed my habits to make sure that happens. Um, and then the last thing is organisers. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a busy time when we get back to it, hopefully. Um, And, you know, hopefully there'll be great things and exciting opportunities all the time that will be happening. So organisers, like, and journals will just really help with that. Like, having monthly calendars to check that you're not going to clash with anything and schedule your days out and write yourself to-do lists like a packing audition packing list is definitely going to be one of mine you know ticking everything off luckily I've got it in my performers journal I can just tick off everything that I need to take with me on the day um all those kind of lists you know um are going to be super helpful in moving forward and coming back into the industry feeling prepared feeling ready feeling excited um I'm not feeling overwhelmed by going back I just want to be able to enjoy the process and be truly grateful for being back um but to do that I'm going to need to take care of myself and make sure that I'm I'm ready to tackle it so that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode was just so that you guys can um get ready to be back but just enjoy the process of going back without having to worry too much about whether you're prepared for it or not um so that's why this episode I hope was very helpful um if you did like this episode please do head over to iTunes and leave us a review but before you go I would love to talk to you about a little project that I'm doing currently Um, So basically, the last year and a bit has been a really tough time for so many people, for so many reasons. Um, It's been really difficult. And even though people don't realise it, like when I scroll through social media, the reason I run this account is for all the followers and they continue to inspire me every single day um so I wanted to put a project on that celebrated people because in the last year even though the tide has been against people for a lot of the time they've still achieved so much and obviously like I said earlier I want to bring I want people to celebrate each other celebrate each other's success not only their own and create a really positive atmosphere for the industry So I want to be able to reflect on this time and say, yes, we've had this time, but look at what we've done with it. And now we're going to go back and do more amazing things with our talents. So 
that's what I want to do. And I want to create a video that celebrates you, that celebrates you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a video montage of every single person who submits an application to me. Um, all you need to do is send me your first name, a photo of yourself, um, and then something that you're proud of within the last year. Something that you're like, oh, that was amazing that I did that. Whether it be you've learned a new skill, whether it be you've gotten into the training facility you've wanted, whether that be you've been cast in a role, whether it be that you've just conquered a fear that you've always, always had, I want to hear about it. So send me that, what you've achieved in the last year, your first name and a photo of yourself to at the Performer Journals on Instagram. And also, you know, if this account has helped you, just a few words on that would be great. It doesn't need to be a lot. Um, just a few words about how this account or how this podcast has helped you um, would be super. But like I say, the main point of this video is to celebrate you guys. Um, it's nearly been two years that TPJ has been running. Obviously, the podcast has only been for like a year now. Um, but, you know, it's been the most incredible two years ever. Um, it's been extremely rewarding. And I really want to make sure that my followers are celebrated and all performers are celebrated. You know, my fellow performers... Um, it's been a tough time and I want to celebrate your success. So please, 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 um, if you want to be involved, DM me at the Performer Journals with your name, your photo, something you've achieved in the last year and how this account has helped you. A massive thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful and you're really excited to go back. I know I am. I'm extremely excited. I've got a bit of prep to do beforehand, which I'm excited to do as well. Um, but then let's get back into it, guys. Um Big love to all of you. I hope you all have a lovely week. I've been your host, Bethany Inwin, and this has been Performer Talks.